Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dave, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um you know, their customer service, even before they were sponsors, was unbelievable. It's one of the reasons I, I reached out to them and said, I want you to sponsor, be one of our sponsors on our podcast, because I just believe in their machine so much. And it's just helped our team win so many games. So uh, mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the one-stop shop. It is my baby. Um, it's one of the reasons we're able to keep this free. We're not going to be charging for our podcast or our YouTube channel or anything like that. Um, but it's also run by a high school coach for high school coaches or youth coaches or even college coaches. Um, it's not run by a, a, a college. It's not Zoom. It's not all these Zoom calls. It's on court. It's demonstrations. It's videos. It's clinics. It's handouts. It's everything you need to become a better basketball coach in one stop shop. So if it's not there, I will find it for you. <laughs> All right, let's head off to the podcast. So start that over again after I talked about Wesley. I didn't hear anything that you said after that, and I'll just edit that out in the post. post that. So I think at the JUCO level, you'll find that, you know, players still want to shine. And, and you know, I, I don't necessarily – like if I bring in a great defender and they're you – know, I'm not just going to ask them to be a defender their whole career. I'm going right. to work on their other skills so they yep. can get to the next level. But it's so important for the team to be successful, you know, and – part of getting seen is being on a good team. You know, they're not, you may be a great player, but if we can't win, you're going to get less opportunity to be seen. Right. So that's where starring in your role really comes in. And then, you know, the opportunity part is the reward part is that if you put those first two things together, you know, us as a coaching staff and also as an athletic department and even further as, you know, as an institution are going to provide opportunity, whether, you know, the school, obviously, and myself, we worked very hard together on career services and stuff like that. But when I talk opportunity, I talk about, you know, 
exposing my players to some of the things in the basketball world that maybe I had the chance to see or people I got to know that maybe they wouldn't have had the chance to, you know, growing up in the city and, and not being able to get out and see some of these things. And so we do a ton of things as a team, whether it's NBA games, WNBA games, different speakers, you know, motivational speakers in women's basketball and in women's sports and, you know, just in general. And, uh, you know, I have, uh, you know, I have plenty of great stories. Perfect one is one of my better players this past year um, wanted to be a referee. and um, a friend of mine happens to be one of the evaluators for the NBA. And so he is looking for more female officials. So she came down to one of our games and she was in New York to introduce herself after the game and talk hoops with my player and, and talk about being a referee. So that is the type of opportunity we try to create. If you're able to put the effort and attitude parts together. Right. I, I mean, I think that's a, I mean, it's that building of it's building that building relationships outside of, and are, is there anything you're thinking uniquely that you're going to do maybe right now that you're not seeing them in the summer or you're not maybe seeing them in, in the fall? Are you thinking anything outside that? I think that, you know, we've done, obviously we've done the, the general team zoom calls and, and, you know, they've got their workouts that they've got to do at home. But I think that, you know, as we get more instruction on what we are allowed to do and what we aren't allowed to do, I've had <laughs> a lot of time to, Put, take. I mean, I've gone through this quarantine. You know, I take notes at work, but I, I've gone through four or five binders during this quarantine of notes on different calls and different things with other coaches. So I've been trying to put together, you know, contingency plans on what we're going to do and, you know, how we're going to do things, you know, as the situation here, especially in New York, unfolds. So. Right. I think that's a great idea. I, I And I love how simple that is. I mean, it's true. This is a life lesson value effort plus attitude equals opportunity. Think about your coaching career that we just talked about. I mean, that's, that's it right there. Um, yeah. yeah. And so just to kind of go back to, you know, I talked to you about the hashtags a little bit. So, you know, I think when you're building a program and I'll come back to this in a second, I think when you're building a program, it's extremely important to have your kids, your players, you know, have some ownership for the culture and, and have, you know, have a say in what you do. And, I was lucky enough to, I know I had mentioned Coach Gately, Coach Jessica Minetti at Sacred Heart. I was lucky enough to learn and see them build their programs, you know, over periods of time. And the ownership part is important. So just before I hop back to what our hashtag means as a program, I'm just going to show you this, uh, this document. Uh, let me see if I can bring it up. You're much um, better than me. As coaches doing this, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to confess that I have a tab issue on most browsers so coach only has two tabs open on the top i have usually like 50 so because <laughs> usually i'm usually i'm more usually i'm doing 18 different things at one time that's what coaches do but <laughs> i know on these zoom calls i'm trying to be able to keep up with the amount of things that people want to share and, and what we've got to do um but i i do have it here um, do you have a favorite restaurant in the bronx as we're doing this so when I come visit. Oh, wow. Dominic's is um, Dominic's in like the little Italy, you know, that kind of area. That is a, uh, that's one of my favorites. You know, usually when I go to Boston, I had a friend tell me this when I went to, when I go to Boston, I always ask the, the beat cops where they eat. And it's like, I always ask them and they, they, they've always sent me good spots. Like where, where would you guys go? Like, cause usually people don't go up and talk to them. And it's like, I just tell them, Hey, I'm a tourist. 
where would you eat? And they go, well, <laughs> go down this at, go down to here, make a left and go down to that. Like, you know, and there's only four seats in the whole Italian rest. This was in, in little Italy in Boston. It was like, go down this. And like, it was the best. Oh my God. It was so good. Um, but you got to ask, you know, the cops will at least be relatively nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean the, the spots that we, I, we have some Spanish spots and different little spots that we like to go to as a team where they know us, they prepare for us. We call them ahead, let them know we're on our way over after a game, but right. we're right in the middle of the Bronx. So we'll just, you know, if we have a coach's meeting, we'll just hop over to one of the local spots yeah. But uh, here. So let me share this with you. So going back to what I was talking about, we, um, so I like to get have them take ownership of stuff. And this is something I learned. I think I, you know, I pretty much stole this from Coach Gailey, but it's a great idea, but make sure that she gets the credit, obviously. So this is what we call DNA of the Express, which is who are we and, and what do we do? And um, it's an NCAA bracket that's completely blank. And what we'll okay. do is we will take that bracket and we will use all these words here that you see and put them in all the different positions in the bracket. So there's things like get better every day, mental toughness, sense of urgency, the little things. And who, and who for, so let me ask a question. Who can, so it's a, it's a bracket of 64 for the people that are listening. But, and he has a big long list on a piece, piece of paper. Where did you, did you come up with this list? Did the players come up with this list? How did this list like energy and vocal and discipline and yada, yada, yada come up? So this list has been like passed down. I've gotten it from other coaches who started okay. it. And then I, okay. I've taken off a bunch of it and ha and added some slogans and different okay. things that okay. I thought were interesting. So okay. basically what you do is you put the 64 words into a bracket, into an NCAA bracket and you allow your team to vote each word against each other until you get to the final four and then the championship. Love that. And then we take the champion and the runner-up and determine which our slogan is that's going to go on our jersey and what's our, you know, in-house slogan. So basically what it brings you back to is here where we started, which is our, you know, our champion and our slogan is start unknown, finish unforgettable. And the girls decided on that because they believe that you know, maybe they were overlooked in high school. Maybe they, you know, wanted to create something together, you know, a bunch of kids that don't know each other except from having played against each other. and. So that was really the first half of the season was all about being unknown. And then right. the second half of the season, when we were, were, you know, we going into break, we had won eight in a row going into the second half of the year with a tough schedule. We used to preach finishing unforgettable. This is right. now you, you've accomplished part one and now you got to accomplish part two. And then the other thing is win the day, which I'm sure so many people use and I'm not unique to that, but the meaning for win the day for our program is a lot different. And we track wins. And I don't mean just on our schedule. You know, we had, we were 19 wins this year. That's 19 wins. But we track the wins throughout the day on a chart. If a kid gets an A, that's a win for them. If a kid, you know, maybe who struggles to be on time for class, is able to be on class, in class two, three days in a row on time or early, that's a win. If someone who struggles with a drill does it perfectly, that's a win. If someone can, you know, catches a, you know, a, a bad attitude, but can correct themselves without needing to be corrected. That's a win. So we keep track of the wins that we get the little ones. And right. then you look at it and, you know, for us overall, did we have more wins or more losses on that day? And that really determines whether we won the day or not. And our okay. goal is to find a way 
no matter how hard we have to grind to win enough time during the day that overall it's a, it's a big victory. So go back to the go back to the bracket. Do you how do you do the do you do it in a team meeting and sit and do the whole bracket in one sitting? Yeah, so usually we we have a team meeting in the preseason where we'll kind of talk it through. Um, you know, some of the some of the times depending on which words are matched up with others, it'll be heavily debated and we got to go to a vote. And sometimes it's a unanimous like. Let's and move you it put? Forward. Do you put? Do you do you? Oh, I'm a stats teacher. Do you randomly put the words in, or do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just I just write them down in there, and then um, okay. put it up on the board. And you know, I think we're going to do this on the Zoom call probably at the beginning of June because we're going to have to get our off season. You know. Right. Uh, language started, and then that, that's. Well, this isn't a bad. This is actually a good thing to do in a Zoom, in my opinion. This is not like. This might actually even be easier because you're all going to be in little squares and you can see it and you can talk. And um, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, no, not at all. I love that. So, so that's kind of just like how we start the program culturally. And then, so just before I show you kind of some of the stuff we do on the court, you know, one of the things that I learned as a coach, and I think that any young coach or even, you know, anyone in the business, whether you're an assistant or a head coach is, the language of how you communicate with your players needs to be uniform across the board from your head coach all the way through your entire staff, you know, all the way down to maybe a volunteer or a manager, or whoever's involved on the court. So, you know, we say for us, strong side, you know, some people say ball side for us, it's strong side. And right. all my know that. So there's not a lot of questions right. where if I'm referring to ball side, it's not you know, confusing them. Right. We call it the strong side. You know, we talk about the slot. We talk about the short corner. You know, all the language we have a in our preseason coaches retreat, we talk a lot about what the terminology that I feel comfortable using and what I obviously want to hear what they use. And then we, you know, we make sure that our key talking points, you know, we do give them like a little glossary in their playbooks so they can refer back to it if they are confused after practice. But you know, in the early part of the season, we emphasize the terminology that we're going to be using. I think two. I think I think a couple things. First of all, because you only have them for the short period, those things matter, and words matter. Like words matter in life. Words matter on the court. And I think I think that's a great point you're making. And that's even for a high school coach. I may only have them for a year, and then I got to give them to the varsity coach for a couple of years or something like that. I think that's really important for young coaches that words matter. You just have to you have to come up with a uniform. Are you talking ball side, strong side? Are you talking help help line? You know, what do you how do you how do you refer to things on the court? Is I think are really important and off the court too. I think that's yeah. Great. And I think that you know you got to think about it like all right, you know, there's a couple things that I need to be able to relay to them about you know how are we going to handle ball screens, hedge, double, or, you know, stuff like that. Right. How are we going to handle hit the slot? Whatever you want to do, and think about it as if you have a 30 second timeout and. No 30-second timeout unless you're on national television is actually a 30-second timeout. It's more like a 15-second timeout with the refs asking you to get out of the timeout, you know, 15 seconds in. Right. So if you have about 15 to 20 seconds to bring your kids in and say, I need you to do X, Y, and Z, and they turn to an assistant and say, did coach, you want to make sure that your language, everyone is understanding exactly what you're saying. And if they ask anybody else, that player won't say, oh, he says strong side. And then the other player's like, wait, is that ball side? It's just, it's very clear and concise. So everything that we do, we try not to over talk. We try to be you know, precise in how we communicate to them. And if they don't understand, I'd rather reiterate the terminology 
then you know get away from it just to move on so right. i think it's really important i think that's great i think that's so, a great takeaway so once we kind of have that in order you know what our who we are our identity and everything like that you know then we kind of move into you know beginning of the season practice and practice throughout the year so i brought a couple practice plans and drills that oh, i can show everybody um, yeah that'd be great so just before I go into the practice drills, you know, one of the things that I, someone asked me, um, it's actually during this time. And it's funny because I was, I was glad I was able to say yes to the question, but they asked me, coach, you know, if you were to have to had an emergency and miss the first 15 minutes of practice, would your players know what they're supposed to do if there wasn't supervision or if God forbid, but, or if they the assistant was there, but didn't know, like, would they know what to do? Do they know your culture? And also, do they know your system? So I'll bring up a, a practice plan that I can show you yeah, guys. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and then I can so, kind of walk so you through it. As you're doing that, I'm going to ask you a question as you're doing that. When do you practice plan? So I usually practice plan, like going into the season, I usually get my first like two or three practices. And then everything is, you know, that night after I have a chance to watch film of practice and um, you know, I've had a chance to review everything. Then I'll kind of that evening put something into place and then review it in the morning. But I don't plan too far ahead just because, you know, so many things can change in a practice that I could have a great idea and, you know, it just doesn't come out to be that way. So, you know, I like to be able to be, you know, fluid and, and work on different things. So I get that. And what, what do you think the one of the more important things in practice is? So I think at the junior college level, the two most important things in practice are, you know, skill development, making sure that we improve on our skills because, you know, I could teach offense all day, but the ability to actually get out there and play the game, you got to be able to fit in anybody's system if you're trying to go to the next level. So skill development is extremely important. And then also I think it's very important communication. That's got to be instilled in these kids from day one. And I think any coach at any level, will tell you whether they're the pros or whether, you know, they're high school that the best teams win because they communicate and it's on the offensive end and on the defensive end. So we are so focused on, you know, I tell my kids and maybe I'm wrong for this, but this is just my style of coaching. But I tell my kids all the time, if you don't know what to say, just yell. So if you forget in the moment, you're supposed to say ball, 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 just yell something else. Right. Just yell what's ever in your head. And, I've had a kid run out on the ball and be like, help, help, help. And that is not a good idea. But if you want to run out on the ball and you're not screaming ball, but you're like, got it, got it, got it. Then scream, got it, got it, got it. Right. Because at least we're constantly communicating. My so, college coach always had me call ball. I love that. I love calling because then everyone knows who's guarding the ball, which is relatively important defensively. Yeah. <laughs> so but, I, uh, I, you know. You know, in transition and, and as young players coming into JUCO, they, if maybe they come from a system where – you know, calling ball wasn't very, you know, wasn't demanded and we demand that. So right. if you're getting used to it, then say anything that indicates to us that you have the ball so that your other players can understand. And like I said, referring back to terminology is we'll. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
kind of go back to it. So okay, so as you pull, look. yep, as you you pull it up, and we'll keep talking. Um, if you could do three things to practice, what would you do? If you could only do three, as you're pulling this up, if I could only do three, three of the things that I already do, like three of my I'm just three. I'm just saying, I'm I, I I'm you can only do three things to practice. What do you think are the three most important things? I'll reword it. We're gonna shell drill. We're going to so defense. Yep. Yeah, we're going to shell drill. We're going to get game-like shots up. And we're going to run in transition. Okay. And if I'm sitting at your practice and I just, I, I've, I've come to watch, um, what would I notice? You would probably notice the intense, you know, the intense demand for communication, the intense the intensity on defense and the emphasis on rebounding and outletting the ball and pitch ahead and, and getting going, you know, trying to get up um, up the floor before the defense has a chance to set that we have a lot of emphasis on getting into our stuff quickly and, and, but also under control. And then I think what you'd also see is, and you know, I'm, I get very into practice. That's my, you know, that's my safe place. I get to you know, right. be me and I, I love, you know, the environment. So there's, there's a lot of, if, there's a lot of, I don't know if the word's entertainment, but there's a lot of, of qualities, conversations and stuff and, you right. know, pumping each other up where I think that we, you know, we do a great job of creating both a very competitive you, environment, but an enjoyable one. Do you have any, do you have any hints on, on transitions between things? Because I always find that's a difficult thing for younger coaches, the transition from A to B, B to C. So we... Actually, it's funny. There's, there's a few ways, you know, you can do it. Um, you know, for us, usually our transition, we do everything with a clock going at all times. Okay. So they understand that as soon as the drill's over, if we say, you know, you got a chance to get water, that clock's going. So they pretty much are operating on a, a time controlled system. So there's not, it doesn't take us a lot to transition. Okay. But usually before we end every drill, we'll, someone will have to hit a free throw. Otherwise we'll, get up and down the floor or we'll do some sort of calisthenics or something like that. Okay. So we try to break everything on a free throw, but a, but an intense free throw where there's, you know, Phil Martelli said over the quarantine, he was talking about not using the word punishment. And I agree with Phil on that. And then, so we use the word consequence, you know, so that there's a consequence. And again, you hate losing and you hate missing. So that focus is still there. Okay. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Pull this up. Let's look at, so I'll walk you through some of the, some of okay. these drills. Um, this is, you know, I'll show you one or two practice plans. Obviously, this is one of them early early on in the season. So you'll see, you know, we have our form shooting, which is something that is a non-negotiable every day. We'll go through that. Um, Five-minute shooting and Iowa speed layups and four-line transition. That first three drills of practice are, are every practice. You know, transition, okay. a slide down the road that may slide depending on if it's a day after the game or something. But I can promise you that, you know, if you were asked my kids, how we're going to start practice, they'll tell you five minutes shooting and Iowa speed layups. And I'll show you what they both are. Okay. For me, the most important thing is in, in our practices that the first two drills include a massive amount of communication and that they're high energy or as close to being a live drill as possible, which is why we have our four line transition. In there. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell, and I'll just stop for a second for the young coaches listening. It's some, for someone that's taught 30 years in a classroom, how you start your first five minutes of your class matter, how you start your first five minutes of your practice matter, because it's going to set the tone for the next hour and a half, two hours. Um, and that's what I think coach was getting at is like, 
he's setting tone early. You know, it's easier to dial back than to dial up. Is from yeah. from an old dog. It's basically what I'm telling you. Yeah. And I would agree with you 100%. And we do these things because those are part of, you know, the demands that we ask of them. So we do them at a fast pace so that when we get into the second half of practice, they've been going. I'd rather have them slowing down, you know, towards the, the third part of our practice to, you know, slow down while we go through our scout real quick and then amp it back up to finish practice. So, um, you know, obviously practice plans for us change, whether we got to travel the next day, if, you know, if it's a home game, you know, we got a day off, whatever it may be. So, you know, this is just kind of a look, you know, we'll go through, you know, our basics, get through transition, and we go straight into about 20 minutes of defense. You know, early on in the season, we're teaching our, you know, our zone man half court. You know, I like to teach in segments of 20, you know, maybe 25 minutes max if you're going over scout or zone or offense. I think after 20 minutes, me as a young coach, I've never been with a coach who stays on a topic for more than 20 minutes. You know, a lot of our, my drills are maxed out at 12 minutes. Um, but, um, you know, when it comes to like teaching zone, man, that kind of stuff and walking through, I would say between 16 and 20 minutes is usually where we max out. Okay. And then, um, it's an so yeah, so let me, it's an attention thing too. I'm telling you. Yeah. And I think, you know, maintaining that competitive edge through a full practice at the college level is, is difficult. And if you can replicate it at any level, it's amazing. So you've got to kind of find a balance of competitive drills, skill work, and then the right time to teach things where they're not too tired to learn, but they need that opportunity to catch their breath and they can focus on you. So, so tell me about the, tell me, so people that are listening it, he he he's opening up something that says this is a website it looks like practice planner live so tell me about practice planner live i've not heard about this um so specific. i guess they're going to get a, a free promo they are going to get a free promo but i'm always i mean i'm just about trying to help people so whatever if it's good it's so good if it's yeah it's whatever. fantastic so you can get a free trial but we i, I think it costs us like 150 bucks or something Okay. To have it for the uh, for the full year. It's, so it's the math teacher. It's the math teacher that sees the pie chart that starts freaking out. Like there's a pie chart that basically says, you know, how much you're working on each specific thing, right? Offense, defense, shooting. Yeah. So yeah. What you I can do is I'll kind of walk you through it for the, yeah. especially for those who are going to watch it. So um, what it does is as you input your drills over the first couple of practices, it asks you to categorize them and save them. So. Once you do that, you can start to type in a drill and it'll just pop up. So I'll go, I'll actually create a plan after I show it so you can see okay. it. But when you're done with the plan, it'll tell you how much percentage of time you've allocated to, you know, different things, whether it's, so you categorize your shooting drills under shooting. So, you know, it'll show me that, you know, when it came to, you know, how much time do we spend? We spent 27% of our time on shooting in practice. Yay, Yay for you. Uh, that is a piece of the pie that I, I, and I'm a former shooter and there's a shooter that lives in my house. And I always, that is something I battle with is finding time for shooting. And that's great in my opinion. <laughs> I appreciate it. And, yeah. and you can see like some of these other drills fit in and then like some of our, uh, there's some specifics that we focus on like okay. layups. You know, and and how does it how does it hold the drills? Does it just give the the drill a name, or does it hold like a? So you input it. So I'll show you actually. Okay. You I'll I'll run a quick demo. Okay. Um. So you just would go to create plan. You kind of enter your practice plan name and yep. your quote of the day, your emphasis, any announcements, the length of time. So let's just put in a 
uh, one hour practice real okay. quick. Um, one, you know, and start time at 1 PM, we'll put in a one hour practice, um, so that you know people can see. Yep. And then what you would do is, you know, I put in a ton of drills, so they, it just, every time you put in a drill, it saves it. So if I'm going to start my practice with ball handling skills, I'm just going to drop down the menu, click ball handling skills, change, put the category as ball handling, which is, which pops up. And, um, then it'll tell you, you have 40 minutes remaining because right now it's entered in as 20. So I'll just put it in as, you know, five minutes of that. Okay. And then click more lines. So great. So then we'll so do. Then they know that you know the drill though. They're not going to give you a diagram of the drill or anything like that. They're so super... you can add diagrams. And we, when I add new things to practice, you can click over here to the media section and you can, uh, you can add pictures of your drills. If you, if it's a new drill for you as a coach, or if it's a new drill for your okay. staff, you can put okay. the pictures here. It also allows you to um, add practice teams. So we do, we do a lot of stuff where we enter practice teams so that you, we know ahead of time who's on which team. And how many girls and are in your roster? We carry 15. And so you, do you go three groups normally or do you go two groups? Uh, most of the time we go two with some subs and uh, depending on, you know, injuries and, you know, managing minutes and stuff like that, things will change whether it's, you know, white and blue or starters versus, right. you know, bench okay. or however. So. Okay. So that's kind of this basically how it and goes. You print, this, you print this out then. Yeah. So there's a printed format actually. So, so let me know, see what yeah. that looks like. Cause I'm a big, like, I got to have the paper there because then I write notes on it. I tuck it in the back of my, like, I'm like typical coach guy, but it's like, and it looks all so wrinkled up. Just to kind of, here's a Sunday practice. I'm not sure if this one's as detailed, but yes. Yeah, so here there's some notes in it and you can see I've had the teams written out on it. Okay. You know, so it drops down. So when yep. you print it, it comes out as a one pager. Um, and this is what it looks like. Oh, I like that. Okay. So it's practiceplannerlive.com. Um, yeah. um, you get a free trial to mess around with it. Um, and you can use it for like yeah, the first that. month okay. of your season. Yeah. And then go there. But if anybody does want it, you know, I'm happy to send out the link, you know, yeah. anything else I can do. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, so just to kind of talk you through, yeah, you know, ask, through like, one. Hey, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.